family, welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I am your hostess, Mistress Mia, and you know, Master John, Lord Bala, Johnny Hotcakes, Mean Motherfucker, Fire Breathing Dragon. It is I, the whatever she said. Yay! Me! It gets dumber every day. So it does. I, it's so just when I think it can't get any dumber, it does. Okay. <clears throat> so. so have you had a, I, I, I think, John, we've had an interesting week. Have we had an interesting we week? Had, I have had an interesting week. I've had a lot happen in the last seven days. Yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you, which part of this are we... What's the interesting part? What's the interesting part... Well, you know, we always get weird emails, which is always a plus. We won't get into emails tonight. We're saving those for Monday. Saving them for Monday. But we are still on controversial issues in BDSM. Oh, and well, the most controversial, controversial, controversial <laughs> issue <laughs> is me and you doing BDSM. Shown up. Yeah, people, that's controversial right there. It is. People have a problem with it. it they do. <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting, right? It's interesting. It is. I, I think so. Is that what happened this week? Was that our interesting week? It was our interesting week. People hating us. <laughs> <laughs> I love to be hated. Yeah. Yes. So tonight we're going to start with talking about SSC, Safe Sane Consensual, or Rack. Risk Aware Consensual Kink. CC, senor. So, yeah. yeah, we talk about this a lot and we, we glaze over it a lot sometimes because we say, oh, we talk about this all the time. But in reality, we should probably talk about it every time. But Not every time, John. Not every Come time. Come on. But we're going to explain it tonight. <laughs> And you know, this is honestly, this is one of the controversial things about BDSM because people that are outside looking in think that it's not safe. They think that people are doing these things and they're crazy. Mm-hmm. You got you have you must be crazy to do some of these things. And there's a lot of crazy shit we do. Well, yeah, yeah. I did some yeah. crazy shit last night. Yes, you did. <laughs> Which I got to hear about everything later on. Oh, well, let's just say electricity hit the tip of my dick and it was over. Woo, shit. Yeah. Shit. I jumped off. (laughs) I scared myself. I jumped up so fast. I was like, nope, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. We weren't done. We were done with that. Yeah. Yeah, then it really got wild. Woo. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I was telling my partner... It's not so much about what we do in the dungeon. It's about what we do, what that does to us. It's a pathway. Absolutely. So we do different things each time to get to the place we want to be. So sometimes we use a flogger to get there. Sometimes we use canes to get there. Sometimes we use electricity to get there. But it's to get us to a spot where we both just let our primal urges out. And, you know, the toys go away after that. 
Yeah. Yeah, because we, then we just start wrestling around and beating the crap out of each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's I, great. I've seen you get serious with that shit. Oh, have you? Yeah, when the both of you just kind of like threw each other on the floor. On the concrete. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> and like, okay, we're out. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're done. Bella, come on. Yeah. Let's go work on our puzzle. Right. For two hours <laughs> waiting for us to come out. <laughs> yeah. Kick. Yeah, I threw it on the floor and then it took two hours to finish. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, but that's the way we like to play. Absolutely. Primal. So, Right, so but we want to be safe, sane, and consensual. Can we do that? Do you? No. No. Because <laughs> you're some crazy motherfuckers. We're going to talk about safe, sane, and consensual. Then we're going to talk about rack. Yes, we are. Because I think it was more under the rack. Mm-hmm. Risk aware. Yeah. Consensual king. Yeah. We consented. We were aware of the risk, but it, it was wasn't more safe, sane. No, no, it was more like rape aware. <laughs> It was <laughs> whatever it was, I liked it. Yeah. Okay. Safe standard consensual is the old standard created in 1983 to define the limits between ethical BDSM and abuse, which is important because we talked about predators. We, we see a lot abuse. of abuse yeah. that happens. Right. So the biggest thing on all of these acronyms is the consensual part. You want to be safe. You want to be consensual. Nobody should be doing something they don't want to do. Because then it does become abuse, and it does become actual rape. Okay. Um, have you ever been raped? <laughs> I felt like it a couple times. I bet you have. <laughs> it was great. It is defended as the clear and safer standard. These are the best criteria to present to the Vanilla Society if things go wrong in a scene. Do you want to tell a judge and jury? that you were practicing safe, sane, and consensual, or risk-aware consensual kink. Obviously, you want to tell, tell the judge you were being safe and consensual. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the truth is, it was rack, risk-aware consensual kink, which was proposed later in the 1990s by people who thought that BDSM could never be totally safe or sane. You know, there's been two celebrities in the media in the last six months um, that have actually been prosecuted. They've been questioned, you know, what they're doing, you know, in their personal lives. Right. And, you know, they're trying to justify what they're doing as BDSM. And, of course, the people that they're with are saying, oh, no, it was abuse. I was the victim. You know, we had a nice court story where a girl shit in the bed and the whole world found out about it. We sure did, didn't we? Yeah, and everybody's like, that's it. I was like, oh, they're doing BDSM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks like he would be a freak with BDSM. Well, she did it on purpose. She did it on purpose. She was an evil little bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I, whether he liked it or not, he did not. We don't know. He did not. He said he didn't. He didn't. He said his butler went in there and saw it and questioned what the fuck happened, and he let his boss know at that time. That's what he was talking about in court. Oh. I, I you know, I didn't take You didn't get to watch it. No, I got to, to watch, watch a lot of the thing. court. No. I just, when, when she said that, I, my mind went to, oh, she shit in the bed while he was in the bed. Yeah. No, she didn't. Oh. I know. You were hoping, but oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> my mind went somewhere else. I did. It did. It did. It did. <laughs> Safe, sane, safe and sane provide an excuse to be judgmental about some of the more extreme BDSM practices. It is up to the participants to inform themselves and decide what risks they are willing to take. 
informed consent should be the main and perhaps the only concern. So, you know, they're right. We talk about things that I do all the time, things that you do a lot. Obviously, when you shit on somebody and they eat your shit, that's not safe. Well. It's probably not sane. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm a clean person. I don't have any diseases. I mean, it was straight from the tap. (laughs) (laughs) It makes it better. You know, um, you know, I don't have toxins like that. You know, nothing crazy, not hepatitis or anything crazy. Yeah, it's still shit. But you know, it's not, it's not your thing. But you know, right? You I'm know, not, I'm not king shaming. No, you're not. Just saying, it's probably not something safe to do a lot. You know. Who knows? Shitting on someone is perfectly safe. We need to ask a proctologist. Being, being <laughs> shitty is probably a little bit risky. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but I play with fire a lot. Yeah. That shit is dangerous. It's very dangerous. It's, there's nothing safe about what I do. No. Fire is more so dangerous than being shit on. Well, debatable. <laughs> But I always tell my partners, I'm in more danger than you are, mm-hmm. because I always am. I'm Absolutely. never going to put them in more danger than I am. Yeah. I'm the one with the flames. I'm the one that's got the gasoline surrounded around me. I'm the one that's doing all these things, and I'll get the flame close to them. I might even touch them with it, but I'm the one that's always at risk. And yeah. you know, that's a risk that I'm aware of, so I'm risk aware. We both consented to whatever's going to happen, so we're aware of the risk. We consent to what's happening. We have a good time. Do people get hurt? Yes, yeah, sometimes they do. And you know, it's, that's that's part of it. But we do it as safely as possible. You know, I took time to learn safety procedures. I took time to learn how long the flame can touch the skin before it actually leaves a permanent burn. I took time to figure out what kinds of accelerants to use and how to put them out and all the things that you need that you don't think about when you're watching somebody do it. So it is important to be aware of the risk, but also to be as safe as possible. Um, and you know, people like risky. They do. You know, they like it. You know, and I think no matter what you do, people will try to justify like needle play. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many things that can go wrong in needle play. Absolutely. You know, there's so many things that can go wrong with bondage. I mean, anything and everything. Knife play. Knife play. Breath play. Yeah. All, yeah, all kinds of things. Anything. I mean, you think about that we do impact shit yeah we've done impact scenes we've done so many different things and we've watched it we've seen it at the public dungeon we've gone to different places we've seen it mm-hmm. and you know accidents happen yeah you know even with the violet one with electrical play yeah. those things are relatively safe they've been made to be safe for people to use people still die from those things absolutely so yep crazy way to bring it down the mood <laughs> Well, my point of it is, you know, you'll we see this often, especially in the community. They'll say, oh, we're having this workshop on needle play. Or, oh, we're having this workshop on impact play or this or that. And it's like, you know, none of it's safe. You can do, safe. No, you can do as many workshops as you want. Nothing is a guarantee. Right. Now, you take time to learn things and you take time. But going to one demo, I don't care what the demo is. I went to my very first demo was wax play, dripping candles. Yeah. There's no way you're going to learn everything you need to know about dripping candles and to be safe doing that and that you're going to go home and not make a mistake. Absolutely. There's no way. So the demos are nice. I like watching the demos. I like to see what other people do. 
But to think that in a 30-minute or one-hour demo, I'm going to learn all the safety precautions and how to do this thing safely is ridiculous. So I think what people need to do a better job of is have a disclaimer and say, hey, this is for entertainment purposes. This is for demo purposes. We're not actually teaching you how to do this. Even though we... we we explain it to you. We're not actually teaching you how. It takes more than an hour to learn how to do these yeah. things. You can't learn how to flog somebody safely in an hour. There's no way. There's no way. You need to learn anatomy. You need to learn how to swing it. You need to learn pressure. There's so many things you need to learn. It takes years of practice. So. Years. 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 Yeah. So, the next one looks like my favorite one. Right. <laughs> And I'm going to go ahead and say, you know what? <laughs> yes. No, I probably shouldn't be practicing BDSM. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it says, should people practice BDSM who have mental health issues? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> you know what? To be honest, I think everyone has mental health issues. I agree. We just, they're just different ones. I agree. People suffer from anxiety, they suffer from depression. Chemical imbalances. Right. Yeah. We all have something. Yeah. Paranoia, delusions. <laughs> Hearing voices in their heads. Yeah. Everybody has that. Yeah, you probably shouldn't play while you're listening to the voices in your head. <laughs> you don't want to actually kill people. You just want to pretend to kill people. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, how often are we in this community and we see people with mental health issues? Right. Yeah. And you know, that goes back to this, the safe, sane, and consensual. Yes. It's what you're doing sane, but also it's the person you're doing it with. Yes. Sane. Yes. So, that's debatable. Yeah. And you know, just because you do have mental illness, I personally don't think that that necessarily means that you shouldn't be doing it. Because in my opinion, a lot of times the things that we do can be very cathartic and be very healing for people. Okay, well that's jumping to number five. Well, I didn't mean to. <laughs> Shame on you, John! Alright, well let's get there then. <laughs> let's talk about it. Well, what's really to talk about is the simple fact that um, it says... Uh, let's see. What is more interesting about this little article? Uh, it's usually understood as being aware of the potential psychological trauma that can be caused by BDSM, is what he is saying. Right. You yeah, know? and it says more, there are people that are more psychologically vulnerable. Yeah. We talk about it all the time, we like to mind fuck. Yes. We like to degrade, we like to humiliate, we like to tell people they have little dicks. That they're pathetic. Yes. And you know, if you do that to the wrong person, oh, yeah. it can be extremely detrimental to the Very person. much so. So you do have to be careful who you're playing with. <clears throat> just, a lot of people, they'll just go to a local dungeon and they'll put the name on a board and they'll just, I want a bottom tonight. And just let anybody, or I want a top tonight. And just anybody can come up and say, okay, I'll do it. And they don't know each other at all. They know nothing about each other. So you have to be really careful the types of things that you do in those types of sessions that you're not psychologically damaging somebody. You know, I think people too that have more of a way that 
they find themselves expressing themselves more sexually than others. I'm not going to say uh, they live, you know, vicariously because they're they're big old whores. I am. You know. <laughs> But you're not vulnerable, I don't feel. Oh, you're not so vulnerable. <laughs> That's why I wear a diaper to protect myself and my feelings. I keep my feelings inside my diaper. Wow. So <laughs> is there a way to be serious about this? No, not with John. No. But, <laughs> but you know, we see we see young women that want to have fun and enjoy themselves. And this is something that Draglene was talking about last night. You know, she's talking about, hey, be situationally aware, you know, don't fall into the hands of predator or someone who's truly out there, you know, just wanting to take you under their wing in a, you know, inconspicuous way. Right. But I think that there's women, for example, so a lot of women that I've met at this time in my life in the last 10 years, I can say there's a lot of women that have come from a strict religious background. Mm. You know? So they carry a lot of shame. They carry the guilt. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And they never got to have any type of enjoyment, you know, growing up like normal teenage years or normal 20s. You know, and then by the time they were 30, they were already married. They didn't get to experience any of that. And then now that they're in their 40s, you know, it's like, wow, you know, they want to let loose. You know, they want to enjoy themselves in their life. They want to see what they saw everybody else had. Yeah. Yeah. And so. You know, and down here at the bottom, it makes some really good points. So there's people for and against it. But in the end, it says... There are a multitude of mental diseases. If we start judging people because of that, we may end up excluding those that are aware of them and taking care of themselves with medication or therapy while accepting those in denial about their mental diseases. Yeah. So if someone lies to you and says you that they don't have a mental disease, you don't know when they're playing anyway. Yeah, absolutely. But if somebody recognizes that they have a problem and they're taking medication and they're, they're dealing with it, to me, those people are the more safe people to play with. Absolutely. Because they're aware of what the limitations are and they're doing something about it. They're not Absolutely. denying it from themselves. You know, we've talked a lot of times about, and I know a lot of young women who, that, who cut themselves and attempt suicide and are really depressed and they get tattoos because they like the pain. Yeah. And it, uh, there's a lot of time I've known girls that will get tattoos to stop themselves from cutting because they just need the pain. And I think in BDSM it does the same thing. We find a way to get that release that we need instead of self-harming to get the release. To compensate somewhere, somehow. Yeah. Agreed. So should people with mental illness participate in BDSM? I, you know what? I think they should. I think they should be aware of their limitations. I think they should do all they can to take care of that. And they should be aware of what they can and cannot do. But to say that they can't participate in a normal function, I, I don't think that's okay. Agree. And it's going to depend on case by case. You know, if somebody's obviously not able to do it, they shouldn't do it. But we say all the time, people take it really seriously. BDSM is role play. If you're if you're not doing it to to get something out of it, you shouldn't be doing it. If you're just doing it to hit people and hurt them, you know. A lot of the doms are the ones that are mentally ill. Oh, very true. Yeah. Very true. All right. 
So, we talked about BDSM being therapeutic. Yeah, I think it is. I think so. I think we you know, talked about that. We kind of moved that. into that, not purposely, but yeah. I mean, it's been very cathartic for a lot of people, and I think we see that all the time. You know, I have, I've been able to see people come into the dungeon and leave different people. So. Right. And we talked to people. Uh, we talked to Storm after his session a few weeks ago. Yeah. He, he loved the release. He loved what he was able to do that he couldn't do in any other way. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was about the pain, but it wasn't. It was about being able to let go. Let go of control, let go of whatever that he was dealing with, you know, and we see people cry and it's a release, you know. Yeah, we, people have orgasms sometimes during BDSM and that's release and that's what they're looking for, but there's other types of releases. So, a lot of times people will take chemicals or take drugs because there's something, there's some chemical imbalance in their brain and whatever they're taking. You know, some people gravitate gravitate towards marijuana. Some people gravitate towards cocaine or amphetamines or LSD. They all gravitate to different things. Opioids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but for big. different reasons. Yeah. Because they'll try them and they, they stick with the one that they like because it fixes whatever chemical imbalance is in their mind. So it's almost like a medication. And to me, if we can do that in the dungeon... If we can release some dopamine and some serotonin and get them to where they need to be to get them that release and that normalization of the chemicals in their brain, I, I think it's a healthy way to do it. Absolutely. So, but, you know, like we said, safe and consensual. Yeah. Risk aware and doing it for the right reasons. Definitely. And to me, you know, you bring up the fact that it's a role play, but, you know, it's... um. It's also a um, um, finding yourself. Yeah. You know, self-expression, sexual expression. You know, being able to, um, you know, not only get that release, but actually being able to find yourself and who you are. And I think it just kind of. Um, often people would tell me, you know, it clears the cobwebs, you know, it parts the clouds, you know, they can, it kind of centers them in a sense. Right. So. A lot of times we don't know who we are until we experience. Very much so. Who we are. Yeah. So we talked about at the beginning, you know, you saw me wrestling with a partner down to the ground and we threw each other on the ground and I came out yesterday, it wasn't the same scene, but I came out yesterday and I just looked at you and I said, never felt this level before. I've never taken myself to here. I've never been here with a partner. And it was just an amazing experience that I couldn't get any other way. And so I did learn something about myself. I learned something about my partner. We had a great time. It was almost a spiritual experience more than anything else. And it didn't matter what we did to get there. It just mattered that we were there in that moment together. So. Yeah. That's beautiful, John. Thanks. So beautiful. I'm a beautiful soul. You are. You're such a beautiful soul. I'll still zap somebody with some electricity and <laughs> set them on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> Sometimes I just do that for fun because I like to do it. Absolutely. So it depends on who you're doing it with, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Pretty fun, huh? Very fun. Pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got this list. We've got so many more topics to talk about. I don't really want to get into another one and, and go over time. Yeah. There's, there's some of these that are going to take a whole episode, like yesterday. Yesterday's episode took a whole episode. Absolutely. And it was a good, it was a good conversation. So I think we should leave it there. Let's leave it. All right. Well, until next time, make all of your spiritual BDSM just to fuck somebody up fantasies become realities.